Hey guys, welcome to episode number 77 of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, today I am here with John Benton from John Benton Model Fitness. John is a trainer that lives in Dallas and he specializes in waist and hip reduction. I've been trying his online workout programs for the past week and they are absolutely incredible. Hi John, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on because, you know, I discovered John, you guys, about like a week and a half ago, and I instantly DM'd him, and I was like, I need to try your workouts. Your transformations look insane. Like his Instagram transformations are to die for, and I'm trying to get into my most fit body possible before I go to South Africa in six weeks, and I kind of just wanted something new, and I kind of felt like the workouts that I've been doing haven't really been kind of giving me the results I've wanted. So I reached out to John and he has been so kind and we've been working together for the past week. And yeah, let's just start though, before we kind of get into my experience the past week, I just want to start off with asking you a little bit about your story and how you created the John Benton Model Fitness program and brand. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been a personal trainer for about... I think 16 years. Um, wow. And I've always been independent. Yeah, yeah. I've never worked at a corporate gym, so I've never, I've always been independent. So I've been able to do my own kind of thing the entire time. But um, as, you know, an independent personal trainer, you know, you, I would work with anyone and everyone. It'd be bodybuilders. It would be an older person, um, just kind of anyone and everyone I would work with. And then about eight, nine years ago, I started working with um, a model who had, she had a ton of potential in the, the Dallas modeling world, but for the modeling industry, um, your career is, is literally made or destroyed by an inch or two on your hips and your waist. So we started working together and I realized that I couldn't train her the same way that I would train, say, you know, a girl who wants to, you know, um, get maybe bigger thighs or, or perk and tone up like more of a, a, a booty, anything like that. So I, I changed the way that I trained, trained her. Um, I tweaked her diet a little bit. And then she started about a 37 and a half inch hip measurements. And for everyone listening, the, the kind of the industry standard for modeling is about a 34 inch hip, hip measurement to about a 36. So she had a ton of potential, but she wasn't really working that much because her measurements were just slightly off. Um, so fast forward about three months of me working with her and me changing her, um, workout program and her diet, we got her down to like the gold standard, the perfect 34 inch hip measurement. And she became the top working model in Dallas. And then she signed with agencies in Europe and New York, and she's been killing it ever since we still work together. Um, and then her agency sent two other models to me and I I did the same exact thing with them. So after I did this with a handful of models, I kind of realized, okay, I've, I've got something here that, you know, I can help these models get their measurements down in a healthy, sustainable way and not in like a crazy, unhealthy crash diet, crazy low calorie way. Because the good thing with the modeling industry now is 
it's not that kind of like waif thin kind of like, oh my gosh, get that girl a sandwich kind of look that the 80s and 90s kind of modeling industry was. So anyways, fast forward about, about nine years ago to now, and now I have model clients like literally all over the world. Wow, that's amazing. And it's it obviously works and it's not just body type related because of these t- like tips and tricks. And you guys, I know this is going to be a bit annoying. We can't really get into the exact specifics because John has based his whole kind of online program around these and it wouldn't be fair to the people that have paid for the program, but we're going to give you as much as we can. Um, you know, I personally highly recommend getting the program just in my opinion because it has you know, given me a lot of benefits the past week. And his diet tips as well are really interesting and kind of like, you know, I've never really thought about it in that way before. Um, But the one thing that we can tell you is that John doesn't recommend doing certain workouts like squats, lunges, uh, you know, what else? Heavy kind of cardio burpees. Basically, there's nothing wrong with those exercises. But what I tell all of my clients, you have to work out for what your goals are. If your goals are to become a runway model, uh, to compete in you know, a Miss USA, to be- try to become a Victoria's Secret angel, there's certain things that you should and shouldn't do. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with squats, lunges, and burpees. Um, but for girls, um, it's, it's, girls can build a lot of leg muscle. Um, so if girls are doing a lot of like squats, lunges, burpees – things like that, they're, you know, they're working out really hard. They're putting in a lot of time and effort in, but then they'd be like, oh my gosh, I've been working out two months doing these certain workouts, or I have a new personal trainer. I look great and I feel great, but my measurements actually went up two inches in two months. And it's because girls can build up a lot of muscle in their, in their legs and thighs. Um, so yeah, so there's certain things that um, if you're wanting a more model type body that you should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Well, let's be real here. I want that. <laughs> I can't really gain yes. height. I can't gain height. I'm five one, So we're not really going to walk the VS show next year, but what we're going to do is we're going to get those long lean muscles. And I feel like I do hold so much muscle in my legs and my thighs. And I love my strong thighs, but to be honest with you, I feel like it makes me look shorter. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, you know, I want I want to see the change. And I also am so motivated to reach my best potential. I'm in such a grind mode these days. And I'm like, I'm actually at my parents' house in the countryside in Canada. And I have like a month to myself here. And I've been doing your workouts like in the living room. And it's really snowy. So I can't even go outside. (laughs) Yeah. That's the great thing about my workouts too is you can do them literally anywhere. You they're they're pretty much body weight only or if they're not body weight, we're using the most basic equipment, like really light dumbbells, light ankle weights. You don't need any big, bulky, expensive equipment. You don't even have to have a, a gym membership. So you, you can do my workouts in your gym. You can do them in um, your bedroom, watching TV, a hotel room, a park if it's a nice day. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been a, like I said, I've been a trainer for 16 years. I don't really like gyms. That's why I have my own private studio <laughs> because, yeah, um, so yeah, you can do these workouts like literally anywhere. So that, that way there's like no excuse for you not to get a model specific workout anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Also a lot of the models that you work with, they're like always traveling and they're always in hotel rooms and stuff. So I guess it is really easy for them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I 
kind of developed this method as well because um, back when I had my old studio, it was like a, you know, a general gym, you know, it had all the machines, all the equipment, the heavy dumbbells and everything. And, um, I would get a girl, I would, we would never use that equipment with my model clients. Um, but, um, I would get a girl to, you know, the, the measurements that they wanted, that their agency wanted, they would end up signing with an agency and say like Paris, Milan, China, South Africa, any of these major cities, um, it's actually really hard to find gyms in some of these major cities, even, you know, Milan and Paris, those are like the model meccas of the world. So my clients would go to Milan or Paris for three, four, five, six months at a time to model. And sometimes they would come back and they would say that they were kind of disappointed. They didn't get as many jobs as they wanted because while they were in Milan or Paris, their measurements actually went up. And every time I'd ask, I was like, how did your measurements go up in, in these, you know, these places? And they would say they couldn't find a gym, so they didn't know how to work out. So they just never worked out. So now my new studio, half of it is basically, it just looks like a really nice yoga studio. And the other half looks like a gym. So I show girls how to get a model specific workout with zero or just very basic equipment, like you would if you're in a hotel room in Milan or Paris. And then the other side, I show you how to get a model specific workout if you do have access to a full gym. So that way there's no excuse to not get a workout. I love that. That is so clever. Oh my God. If I'm ever in Dallas, I'm coming straight to your studio. (laughs) (laughs) So what, okay. What about cardio? Because obviously, you know, the workouts that I've done on your program, like there's a kind of, there's a little bit of cardio, but like, what do you think about long runs or like Stairmaster or, you know, uh, rowing or cycling? Yeah. So with with my workouts, it they're basically they're hit workouts, but it's not the traditional hit kind of workouts. It's nonstop circuit training, um, and we do use um, cardio equipment if if you know if it's not a nice day outside for a jog. Um, I prefer more of like a uh, like a, a jog on a treadmill rather than like the stair machine, the elliptical, spin bike, things like that. So basically, any cardio that we can do that is not going to bulk up your legs um, or where you have your hip measurements taken. That's the type of cardio that we do. And then after after that treadmill part, we kind of pepper in a little bit of, of light cardio all throughout the workout as well. So that way you're burning calories and fat the entire workout rather than if you say you just go into the gym and you start with, you know, doing abs and arms, you're only really toning up those areas. You're not really burning that many calories and body fat. So with my workouts from the very get go, you're you're burning calories and fat the entire time. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Also, I was going to ask you how, like do in between circuits, how long of a break should we take? Yeah. So as with each, with each circuit between each set, I tell my clients to try to not take any breaks at all. But then um, after each circuit of usually three to five sets, um, I tell my clients that they can take, you know, 10, 15, 30 seconds rest. Um, if, if it's a new client, they might need to take a little bit longer um, if, you know, if their body isn't used to it. But after my clients do these workouts a handful of times, they can pretty much rip through the entire workout. It, they, I tell my clients, it, they don't really get easier. They get more doable, if that makes sense. Mm, yes. Oh, my God. I remember I did workout one the first day and I was dying. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. this is the thing, though, about your workouts. I wasn't like because I've done so many hit classes. Like I've done, you know, the berries, like the really intense kind of hit workout classes. And I literally feel like I am dying. And then I'm like, OK, rest, dying, rest, 
with your workouts, I feel like it's all, it's doable, but I'm like struggling the entire time. And then I'm like, at the end, I'm like, whoa, that was nice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's funny too. So my clients, they, they walk into my studio with a smile and they leave with a smile. So I've done some workouts where you walk in kind of dreading it and you're leaving saying like, holy crap, I'm never doing that again. That was miserable. So, yeah. so that's what makes my, my workouts kind of more doable for my clients because they are, they're difficult. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They're difficult, but it's, it's never that kind of like, you know, say you, you did like leg day where it was like tons of squats and lunges and burpees and leg press. The next day, you don't even want to sit down on the toilet to go pee because you don't even want to squat back up because your legs mm-hmm. are there. So my workouts, you're going to be sore in the right places the next day, but you're not, it's, not, it's never that like that sore where you just want to like lay on the couch all day and just almost die. Also, when I've done those types of workouts that I'm like so sore the next day, I just have such an appetite for like three days afterwards. And honestly, I've only done your workouts in the morning because I'm just a morning workout person. And I'm like not even ravenous the entire day. Yeah. So yeah, you you burn a lot of calories in my workouts, but you'll definitely burn a lot more calories than say like a spin class, an orange theory, something like that. But with my workouts, you're still burning enough calories, but you're also not bulking up muscle where most of my clients don't want to get bigger. So, and yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're doing, you know, a crazy workout, yeah, you, you burn so many calories. You're just, you want to eat everything in sight for the next like two days. Mm, yeah, literally. Okay. What's the craziest transformation that you've ever seen one of your clients go through with your program? Yeah. Um, one of my clients, her name's um, Meredith. Um, she's a model in LA. She was a plus size model. Um, and she reached out to me. She said that, um, and she's a, a sign model with, with a very, very amazing, well-respected agency. Uh, but she, she said that she um, just wasn't happy in her own skin. She said that normally she has a, a smaller body frame. And um, usually most of the times a, a plus size model, um, you know, obviously is a little bit bigger and heavier, but they usually have a bigger body frame than just a general mo- uh, model. But she actually had a pretty small body frame to start with. So she was trying to eat basically as much as she could to keep that weight on to keep her job. So she reached out and told me that she, you know, never felt good. She always was having some health issues. She wasn't comfortable in her own skin, even though she was working a lot and, you know, making a decent living as a plus size model. So she told me that she wanted to try to, um, she wanted me to help her get some of that weight off so she could try to become just a general model. So um, I want to say she probably went from a maybe 41 inch hip measurement to about a 34 inch hip measurement in well less than a year. And she's, her mom texts me all the time, says how, you know, happy they both are that, you know, they reached out and, um, and I've only, I've only, met her and worked out with her once in person in LA. And she did all of that just with my online workouts for my, web, no my website. No way. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And like how, cause I, I've seen that before and after of her on your Instagram and it's insane. Like I know you don't really do weight, but like just for people that don't really know inches, how much weight is that? So with her, that was, she probably dropped, I mean, she's six feet tall, so she's really tall. So that was probably a good, I would imagine maybe 60 pounds, I'm guessing. Um, and then now, so it's funny too, because that agency that was, she was with as a plus size model, they actually got, got mad at her for doing it and they actually dropped her. So she, she was without a job for, 
for a little bit because they wanted her um, to to stay that that plus size model, even though she expressed numerous times how uncomfortable um, she was with the way that she looked. So that's yeah. messed up. Yeah, yeah. So then um, I told her not to worry about it. She's gonna be fine because I mean she's stunning. She's amazing. She's a hard worker, obviously. So when she got dropped, she immediately got picked up by a few other agencies. So, um, so yeah, she was fine. Wow. That's insane. Mm -hmm. And a lot of your transformations on your Instagram happen in like a week, two weeks, Mm -hmm. a month. And they're crazy. Is that just like it? How many times, okay. How many times a week should somebody be using your workouts? Um, if they want to drop like the last 10 pounds. Yeah. So I generally tell my clients to try to work out about four to six days a week if they can. But with my workouts, since they're all body weight only, um, a lot of my clients either come to my studio or work out on their own um, two hours each day, five, six, seven days a week. Um, But in general, it's about, I'd say about five, six days a week, maybe one hour each day. Um, And it really depends on um, what your goals are. So, you know, if you're just wanting to, you know, to get your, you know, drop a, a few pounds, get your measurements down a little bit you know, you can kind of ease into it. You know, if you're about to be, you know, walking on stage at, you know, Miss USA, or you have a casting for Victoria's Secret and, you know, two months, then yeah, we need to, you know, up that to about two hours a day, five, six days a week. Um, but the good thing with these workouts too, is once you're at your kind of your happy place, you're happy with your measurements, you're happy with your weight, happy with the way you look, the way you photograph, then you can just dial it back and maintain everything. That's the easy part. So the getting down part, that's the kind of tricky, tough part. But um, the the main the maintenance part, that's the that's the easy part. Mm, yeah. So you actually have trained some VS models, haven't you? Yes. Yes, I have. I was um, in New York for the VS show with um, with Alana Arrington um, this this past uh, this past VS show. And, Amazing. Yeah, and she looks absolutely stunning. So. Um, Anyone who knows Alana Arrington or follows her, that's, that was your work. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And it's funny too. We actually, she and I, we were in St. Louis, um, the, a few days before the VS show, her mother agency is mother model management in St. Louis. And, um, they flew me up to St. Louis. So Alana and I could give a kind of a Q and a, um, model diet kind of workout kind of, um, talk, with all of their new face, um, younger models. So yeah. So I've been working so with, cool. with her for a while and it's it clearly paid off. She looked absolutely stunning on stage. So with her, for example, like, is it just like fine tuning before the show? Cause she's obviously already really, really fit or like, mm-hmm. yeah, or is it, you know, more, more fine tuning. And like I said, a lot of these um, girls, they're, you know, they're clearly, they're working out a lot. They're eating super healthy, but sometimes they're, they're just doing the wrong things, doing the wrong exercises, doing the wrong type of diet before like, you know, a huge life-changing event, you know, like a VS show, like a Miss USA. So that's, that's where I come in. I make these little tips and tweaks and changes to their workout. And then, you know, a few weeks, a few months down the road, and it clearly shows on stage. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so nice. Um, so for example, for her, like, it, does she eat like, you know, I, there's such a misconception about VS models <laughs> that they just like, don't even yeah. eat for like two weeks before the show. Like what, what's it actually like? Do you, do you have any insight on their diets? Yeah. Yeah. So some of the VS girls, I've, I've seen some of their work, their, uh, not workouts, some of their, um, like diets, 
um, things they do for diet, you know, a couple weeks or a couple days before the show. And it's, that seems a little extreme, but it, it works. You know, some of these girls, it works for them. So I'm, I'm not going to tell them not to do it if it's working for them. But for Alana, no, she, this girl eats and she eats, I mean, she's healthy. She's a former athlete all throughout high school. Um, so yeah, she eats. And that's the great thing about this method too, is I don't tell any of these girls that they can't, you know, they can't eat. I tell them what they should and shouldn't eat, um, depending on what time of the day it is and depending on when they have, uh, worked out. So yeah, back in the day in the eighties, nineties, it was all about how skinny can you get? And that's how, you know, how much of a, how much worth you are as a model it's not like that anymore. So it's more of a, a healthy athletic look w- that you still have to fall within the range of measurements. So there's not, there's no getting around that, but most, if not all agencies want these girls to do this in a healthy, sustainable way. So that's basically what I emulate with, with my, um, my diet tips. Mm, yeah. Do you make meal plans? No, I, I do not make meal plans for any of my clients. Um, most of the girls that start with me, they're already eating very healthy. They're um, no girls are coming to me trying to lose just a lot of, of body fat. Um, so a lot of these girls, they're eating healthy. So a meal plan not only doesn't really make sense, it would actually probably do more harm than good if I gave you know an already working model a really strict meal plan. Like she might do it for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, but then at some point she would be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sick of this. I hate this meal plan." I'm done. Let's go get pizza. I don't even care anymore. So my main thing, like I said earlier, it's more about timing of what you should and shouldn't be eating, um, depending on the time of the day and depending on um, when you have worked out. Mm, mm-hmm, so, totally. And the great thing with that is it makes it doable for the rest of your life. It's not like you know a thirty one of these like thirty day cleanses or like these crazy crash diets where you do it for you know a couple weeks or a couple months and then you're done and then you're off to the next you know, fad diet. So my, my method can literally be done the rest of your life. That's why I still have models that I've been training for six, seven, eight years. And they they still mm-hmm. look as amazing as they did when, you know, I got them to their, their perfect measurements, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Wow. That's incredible. That really is incredible. Are there certain things? Cause obviously you can look over um, your client's diets if they're not losing or whatnot, are there any certain foods that are deemed healthy that sometimes you kind of get people to cut out at the last stages of losing the last few pounds? I mean, not really. I mean, unless we talk and, and they, they divulge that they are actually eating like really bad for the most part, there's really nothing that I really tell people that they can't eat. Um, the, the main thing that I tell people really to, to try to avoid as much as possible is any kind of like sugars. So like candies, cakes, cookies, sodas, things like that, because um, sugars, your body and your brain reacts to sugars the same way um, your body kind of reacts to like a drug. The, the more you have of like a cookie or a candy, the more you're going to crave it. So if you get that out of your, your system, um, you're not really going to want to crave it anymore. And like anything with like sugars and candies and cookies and things like that, there's no really redeeming qualities in them. So, you know, if we're talking about certain types of like carbs or, you know, things like that, at least there's nutrients and redeeming qualities with candies and sodas and sugars. It's absolutely void of, of any nutritional quality. So that's the totally. the one main thing I tell girls um, to not, um, to, tr- to try to like not get in their diet. Yeah, absolutely. Since I've kind of cut out 
all sugar from my diet. It's just like completely revolutionized even my mind. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I am just like a happier person. I don't have as many cravings. Like yep. I think for me it's more just like my portion size of the healthy food I eat and like I just like feeling full. <laughs> sometimes I just like eating like a big bowl of like, even if it's like a ton of veggies and stuff, I I think I just need to train myself to not like feel that amazing satisfaction of like being Mm -hmm. full. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And the the thing with the, with these workouts and the diet too, is since you see results so quick, you you might get out of the shower after doing these workouts and these diet tips, um, you know, after, you know, a week or two in, you're going to see like new ab definition. And then you're like, Oh, well, I was going to go out for pizza tonight, but now I'm might get like grilled chicken salad or something. Because once you start seeing those results really quick, it becomes like almost like a, an obsession because you're like, well, this happens so fast. I don't want to ruin it. So you're, you, you don't really almost, you know, unless it's like a cheat meal that I, I want my clients to have, you're not really going to be craving like pizza or like fries or like ice cream, like every night. Because you know totally. how hard you work for it and how, how quick it came about. Yeah, no, absolutely. And at a certain point, you don't really get those those sweets or cheat meal cravings as often, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. I actually have seen my ab definition completely improve since doing your workouts like five yeah. times in the past week. And yeah, yeah, yeah like... happen quick. <laughs> It does happen quick, but I still have that, like, I think I actually hold a lot of my body fat, like, around my tummy area, mm-hmm. and, um, like, my goal, just to kind of, you know, get everyone on board, <laughs> my goals mm-hmm. are to lean out my leg muscles uh-huh. and uh, tighten up my tummy, so, like, get rid of the fat around my tummy and then just, like, lean out the muscles in my legs, and mm-hmm. I've definitely already seen definition of my abs because your workouts are insane for abs. Like I literally, like it's, I, my abs used to, like, I never really used to pay that much attention to them in my workouts, but like, it's such an important, um, you know, foundation that I've realized over the past week. But yeah, so I am just so excited to keep seeing my results because I'm actually so motivated right now. And like your programs have seriously already helped me. That's awesome. I love hearing that. And the, the great thing too, with, with, with all of my ab exercises, um, for the listeners, my, there's a lot of abs all throughout all of my exercises and there's like a stretch or a twist kind of, um, component to all these ab exercises. And I put that on in there on purpose because that's, I help girls get more of like a feminine, like Victoria's secret core rather than like a boxy, like masculine, like male six pack. So, um, even though we do a ton of abs and we drop body fat, all of my clients, for the most part, they keep that a very like feminine look and not like a, like, oh my gosh, that girl's abs are amazing, but a little bit over the top kind of, you know, we've all seen those girls where it's, it's impressive, but not desired by a lot, a lot of, a lot of girls who want to keep like yeah. a, a thin type of a core. Yeah, I can totally agree. Like, I, I don't want that personally. And I think mm-hmm. like the, the average woman kind of wants more of that feminine look. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's amazing. Oh my God, honestly, <laughs> I've had to um, kind of adjust. So like the workout I did of yours this morning, mm-hmm. um, I can't really, okay, I injured my butt because of all the sit-ups that I did. I have like carpet burn on my butt. <laughs> so it hurts to do like some of the, the ab workouts that where I'm laying on my back. But like I've been... Um, I've been adjusting and I've been like using some of the other like more like standing or 
like other variations of abs from the other workouts yeah. and like kind of bringing it all into one because I literally did so many sit-ups on a carpet that I oh, burnt yeah. my butt. Yeah, carpet or rug, yeah, it's gonna, it'll take its toll on your tailbone and on your elbows. Um, so yeah, if you have like a, a yoga mat or, you know, a, a thicker workout mats, um, that's, that's going to save your, uh, that's going to save your, your tailbone and probably your hips and your spine because most of the girls that, that start with me are already, you know, on the lower end of, of body fat. So when we, when I first got my, my new studio, it's, it's basically just hardwood floors and we were using, um, yoke, like really thin yoga mats instead of like thicker workout mats. Um, the first, after the first workout at the new studio, I threw away all the yoga mats because all of my clients, they were like, like, all right, my abs burned, but now I have bruises on my, on my spine and my tailbone because my clients don't have enough body fat to start. So there's no cushion there. So, so yeah, mm. the thicker the mat, the better basically for these. Yeah. I've learned that. I've learned my lesson the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. Okay. I have a question. Is it possible to target certain areas? Um, in regards to body fat, no, but for like muscle development, yes. So when you drop body fat, your body just drops it generally all over. Um, you know, you'll, you'll notice it probably first in like maybe your face, your arms, your upper abs. But then with body fat, most women um, hang on to body fat, like belly button area down to like lower hip area. Um, so that's, that's why my, and that's the hard, that's the first place most women gain fat and the last place that they lose it. So, and that's actually, it's the hardest part to get rid of too. Um, so that's why I, I focus really on hip and waist reduction, because if those areas are coming down, everything else is already in place. So it's, it's that little area that's, that's, you know, so hard for so many women to get rid of. And they just, they're, they don't know how to get rid of it. They're like, I work out, you know, six days a week. I eat really healthy. I can't figure out how to get rid, rid of this. And then I show them how to do that. Mm, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. So I have a question. I know I asked you this when we had our phone consultation last week, but how fast, I know everyone wants the quick fix, but for everyone wondering, like, obviously you've heard that his transformations are crazy and they, they happen in such a short amount of time. Like realistically, if I lost 10 pounds doing your program and eating really clean for the next six weeks, like, is it maintainable or am I going to like, Gain a bit back. No, no, it's, it's totally maintainable, um, and that's why that's why I don't do meal plans because a meal plan isn't really long term um, sustainable. But but with my my workouts, it's completely attainable because, like I said earlier, I don't I don't give you a meal plan. I don't tell you what to eat. I just tell, I take the foods that you're currently eating and tell you when you should and shouldn't be eating them um, in relation to the time of the day and when you work out. So that's why it, it it's it it's so sustainable and my clients get such good results, not only in, in the short term, that's, that's just kind of the icing on the cake that it happens really fast, but they're able to keep it, it as long as they, they, they keep up with the, the info that I give them, they keep it off, you know, for as long as they want to or need to. So it's totally sustainable. So, you know, if you do like, you know, one of these like, like 30 day challenge diets or, you know, something that lasts three months, yeah, you're gonna, you're probably gonna see results pretty quick. But then if you get off of it, and go back to your original diet, you're more than likely going to put it back on. Um, but since mine is, is, you know, I'm not telling you that you can't eat any of the current foods. So it's literally it's more of a lifestyle change rather than a diet. So I don't even like calling it a diet, because it's really not a diet. 
Mm. And you also, I remember when you first told me that you were like, yeah, and if you want to have a cheap meal or like a slice of pizza, like once a week or something, like yeah. go ahead. I remember I was scared. I was like, yeah. what? I can have that? And like, I still haven't done it because I haven't like, I've just literally been, I've been alone in the countryside. So I don't really have much reason to like go celebrate. But, yeah. you know, I've, I actually think I have been scared like in the past to like, you know, even just have a bite of this or a bite of that because it's like, I'm just nervous it's going to, you know, make all of my past efforts yeah. totally dissolve. And then here I am, like, <laughs> overeating on, like, low-carb paleo foods. And yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> you know, that, that's why I tell all of my clients, you know, after, you know, after being really good with your diet for, the, you know, five, six, seven days in a row, um, I tell them, go have a cheat meal if you want one. I'm not saying you have to, but if you want a cheat meal, if you want to go out, with, you know, to dinner with your family, your friends, you want to order something off the menu... That you know it's not not the healthiest of options, but you just want it because you're craving it. It's delicious. I tell them to go for it. Um, that kind of it lets my clients know that there's like a light at the end of the tunnel as far as food goes. After being like perfect with your diet for the past you know handful of days, you know five, six, seven days, um, and it kind of mentally it, it keeps you from going crazy because so many people um, when they start a new workout or a new diet, they set their standards so crazy high that they tell themselves like, okay. You're going to be perfect. No cheat meals, you know, no pizza ever again, no burgers, no ice cream. Um, and then they may, they may do that for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, but then at some point, you know, we're all human. You're going to slip up and have you know, a piece of pizza or a cookie or some candy. And so many people, when they set their standards so high, they, when they do eventually have a cheat or they do slip up, they get so mad at themselves. They say, well, I failed. I can't do this. I quit. Now give me all the pizza. So mm. that, that, that one cheat meal, maybe like once a week, it just kind of, it's almost kind of like a, a reset button as far as like food goes. And it keeps you from just going crazy. Um, I mean, part of what, what I do, I help girls not only, you know, get model measurements, but also it's a, a happy, healthy lifestyle. And part of being a healthy, a healthy, happy person is enjoying food with friends and family. So if you never go out and have, you know, your favorite food or never let your mom cook your favorite meal for you because you're on this new diet. Um, that's just, that's not a happy, healthy way to live. So this way it lets people know that like, yes, I can, I can be really good, be really strict, but you know, at the end of the week, it's Saturday, let's go get a slice of pizza or a burger. And then next week, start all over again. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I need to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try it next time I have a craving. I'm just going to be like, okay. But the other thing too, is like, you're just saying a cheat meal, not a cheat day yes. and not like a cheat binge. Yeah, not a, not a cheat day. And when I say cheat meal, I mean like, you know, if you want a slice or two of pizza, totally fine. Not like a whole pizza. So <laughs> I've, yes. I've, yeah, I've heard some, some crazy cheat meals that some of my clients, I'm like, whoa, that's, not really what I meant. I didn't mean, you know, go out and have, you know, a, a, you know, a pint of ice cream and, you know, half a pizza. So a, a cheat meal within reasons, basically kind of, <laughs> kind of what I, what I mean. Yeah. And I guess that's, mm -hmm. you know, just curing your relationship with food. So many women have this restrict binge mentality. Like I've definitely been there in the past. And I think, you know, the more I learn about health and my body and myself and like, it's just the more I want to be less obsessive and just like yeah. be, you know, because that in, in turn will always result in you not getting to where you want to be physically. Cause you're always just like the more obsessed you are, the more like 
cortisol spikes and the more like attention you you spend on every single thing that you're eating like I kind of yeah, like my exactly. ideal yeah my ideal vibe is just to, like be healthy most of the time and like stop thinking about food as much and you know obviously I have my big goals over the next six weeks but like I even while I'm I'm achieving these goals I don't like and I haven't actually lately I haven't been 24 7 thinking oh like what's going to happen when this, or like, what am I going to eat when we go out for dinner like next week? Or like, you know, I, I don't really think that way anymore. And I think like, you know, I'm definitely not perfect yet, but that's a stepping stone for me. And I, yeah. and I really do agree with that whole kind of like lifestyle thing and having yeah. a slice of pizza if you want to. Yeah. 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 I tell my clients, don't be obsessed with counting calories. I mean, I tell my clients when we do the, the consultation, I'm kind of depending on what we go over and what their goals are to keep it within a range of calories. But uh, I'd never like for my clients, unless you're just really OCD and you love like your, your calorie apps. Um, I, I really don't like my clients to be obsessive with um, counting calories and um, putting every macro calorie carb and like an app on their phone. Because if you're, if you're thinking about food all day, it could make you obsessed with food and being obsessed with anything isn't healthy. And if you're obsessed with food, especially for say like a young girl that's wanting to get in the modeling world, um, being obsessed with food could spiral out of control into an eating disorder. And the last thing that I want for any of my clients is to have a, uh, an unhealthy re- relationship with food. So um, I want to make sure that all my clients do this the healthy, sustainable way and not like the unhealthy, just crazy low calorie way. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, I love everything that you preach, John, and I'm so excited to introduce you to all of my listeners. I think they'll definitely benefit from your programs. Um, on that note, where should everybody find you? What's your Instagram? What's your, uh, you know, website and stuff and where can yeah, they find yeah. so your workout? If you just, uh, look me up on Instagram, it's just John Benton model fitness is my Instagram. And then it's the same with my website. It's John Benton model fitness.com. And on the websites, if you can't see me in my private studio in Dallas, um, which is, by the way, it's a girl-only group session. So it's private studio, so there's no guys. It's um, just girls doing this one model method. Um, if you can't see me in the Dallas studio, you can get all of my workouts um, from the websites. And, yeah, it's just johnbentonmodelfitness.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Thank you so much for having me.